Gary DePaul with Unlabeled Leadership. Welcome to episode 57. Matt Sutsky positions his team to lead. Here's a shout out to listeners in Ireland, specifically in the cities of Munster and Leinster. With that, let's get started. I've known Matt for about 10 years. We've worked together at Lowe's Home Improvement back in the around 2012, and we've kept in touch since then. We've exchanged emails. He's painted my car, and we kept up on social media and, you know, the usual stuff. What I admire about Matt is he values education a lot, and really, after completing his master's degree, and since he worked at Lowe's, He's completed one certification, and since then, he's completed a few more. He currently works on a team at Amtrak where they do instructional design, talent development, e-learning courses, things like that. And the stories that he shares are about his team, the people he works with, the people he reported to. Not necessarily the best people he reported to, but I think I'm an exception. Or at least I think I am when he reported to me at Lowe's. One thing for sure... Matt does care a lot about his team and the people he works with. Part 1. The Downside of Traditional Leadership There's a big difference between traditional leadership and how leadership is evolving in the 21st century. And in my research, I found that traditional leadership has several assumptions that are not helpful and can be quite harmful. For example, there's some assumptions that leaders need authority to lead, and leaders are heroes who leave a legacy, or intimacy weakens leadership, and one that's pretty harmful, giving away power weakens leadership. These are just a few assumptions, but they give you an idea what traditional leadership is like. In this first story, Matt shares how he had the deal with someone who was a traditional leader, and what he put up with and how it affected him and his team. Here's Matt to explain. I was working for an organization one time where I was brought into my director's office. My director sat me down and basically said, I don't believe that you and your team have any idea of what you're doing. I don't believe that you are effective at getting any work done or delegated. Oh, man. The premise behind this was that this particular director was a female. She came directly from the military and had a very authoritarian type of leadership style where it was her way or the highway. She came in from a different functional area. I don't even remember what it was at this point. She had no idea of what training was other than I'd go to a seminar and usually it's it's a waste of time, she would say. She had no idea on curriculum development. She didn't realize that you can assign me or a teammate to develop a training or a module or a lesson or whatever be it, and it's not instantaneous. It was difficult for her trying to explain when we were doing contract bidding that it took, and we did it on a low end, but one hour of training was at least 40 hours of development time. She didn't understand that. When we were explaining, when myself and my team were explaining when and where we were at in our different projects, We were 25% done, but we were concurrently working on multiple projects. She did not understand why we were not as far as she would like us to be based upon her deadlines. 
a lot of managers that are not from this area, they think, okay, if you're doing a one hour course, even an eight hour course or a four hour course, you think it would take twice that long to put it together. And the thing I've heard some people say is, man, I could do that in my sleep. Why does it take you guys so long without having a clue to the technical aspects of designing talent courses? Exactly. And being military and the way she conducted herself, it was, we have a list. We had to have daily tasks of what we're going to be done. We had to turn those into her. And we were actually judged upon those daily tasks in our performance reviews. She would come into our offices. And if we had more than a couple icons on our desktop, she would basically yell at us and say, clean up your computer, clean up your office, all this stuff. I would go in the therapy. Well, <laughs> or quit. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, This happened in July. She got burnt out. She was really over her head in, I believe, October. And let me tell you, those were the worst three-month period I've ever had in my working career. It's amazing how what someone says and thinks at work can really have an effect on your mental state. I kept a lot of the information that she shared with me from my team. My team never really knew the whole situation that was said about our work and our work ethics. The effect she had on me was, to this day, I still think of her and cringe. How I counteracted this with my team was, and especially when she finally left the organization, we had a new boss that gave us a little bit more autonomy where we could kind of go off on our own. And as long as we got the work done, it was more or less, okay, you delegate the work, your employees, I will just make sure that our timelines and everything are still on course. One thing that was lacking at that organization was transparency. And I always strive to be as transparent as I can without giving away too much with my team. When I was with my team at that time, I didn't want to be that authoritarian figure. I wanted to be the leader that would be overseeing everything. And I don't want to say a delegator, but I would more or less get group involvement when we were developing our processes and developing how we were going to implement training, all the parts and pieces to go from start to finish. It wasn't me saying, all right, this is how things are going to be done. This is how my way or the highway. I had their input, their feedback. Many of the parts and pieces is what they developed for our processes anyway. Getting their buy-in also helped me in being a leader with them because then they understood that they could come to me and not have to worry. They could talk to me. They could open up. They could tell that, oh, I'm having issues getting this. How can you assist me? And then I would be able to assist them. They wouldn't just show up at the last minute saying, oh, I'm not done with this. And then you know, I would have to reprimand them. They would actually come to me and say, hey, I've got issues. Can you help me? And then I would be able to assist or reach out to the right people. There's a little bit of delegation like you were mentioning before, but at the same time, you're tackling and blocking and protecting your employees so that they can do the work. And with this particular one director that you reported to, you are protecting your employees' mental state and well-being by shielding them from a lot of the unnecessary flack from this one particular person. Yeah, and exactly. And they were stressed out. They had oodles and oodles of work to do. That was the last thing I wanted to do. Knowing the uh, the personalities and the way that the team handled themselves, if I would have gone public with that to them at that point in time, we would have probably lost at least two, if not all, of the team. Or worse, they stay and you have the walking dead. Yeah, and I didn't want that either because at that point in time, we had just been awarded two new government contracts and we were going to be getting quite a bit of work within the next couple months. Part two, removing barriers enables creativity. David Marquet, once a Navy commander of a nuclear submarine and now an author of leadership, once said or explained that leadership is not about getting others to do stuff. No, that's management. 
Leadership is about getting people to think. Leadership is not about you, but other people. It's about creating a work environment in which people can be at their best. When Marquet was on board the Santa Fe, he experimented with leading. His goal was to transform his crew from following to leading. In other words, he wanted more leadership and less followership. Here's how it worked. For the crew that developed their leadership capabilities, Marquet needed them to think for themselves while not worrying about mm, making mistakes or fretting about the chain of command or worrying about what they'll do. If they're in doubt, they lack confidence, the crew, they could just explain to their, their intent to the chief. Chief might ask uh, one or two questions to get them thinking or build their confidence. Instead of ordering the crew member to execute the task, the chief would then just ask the sailor to carry on. What resulted from this was nothing less than brilliant. The crew and Marquet just achieved goal after goal. And at the end of his book, he documents all that they accomplished. Unlike Matt's first story, which was really the negative side of what managers can do or might do, this one's a lot more positive. The story is not about Matt's manager trying to get the team to do stuff. No, it's like what David Marquet was trying to do. Get the team to think, be creative, innovate. Here's Matt with the story. When I started my latest role at Amtrak, the manager that hired me was very similar to you, very educated and very type of person who wants you to figure out the issue as opposed to her saying, okay, fine, I'll fix it and come and take over the project or any type of that. When I was first interviewed for this role, the first thing that I noticed was different was she introduced the team. She came onto the phone call. It was, it was all virtual. And she came onto the phone call, introduced the team and said, how my team functions is we work as a group. Instead of me asking you all the questions, I want my team to gauge, ask you the questions and then gauge your responses. And then we're going to determine our next steps based upon what the group says. First, I thought that was an interesting and cool type of way to do it. But then when I got hired on and we started having our team meetings, it was, okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. We don't have a process in place developing learning. How are we going to do this? She threw it back to us where we were able to then discuss, hash out, incorporate different ideas and methodologies that we had all had at different organizations that were effective. We put them all in a pot and then stirred that pot up and came up with our process as a team versus her dictating it. I've also worked on some other projects outside of my employer where I've taken that type of mentality where getting that group think involved and really getting the group involved and knowing that they are not just individual contributors, they're a part of an overall piece for whatever the task or project is. That change has really opened me up in as I was looking for different leadership positions, or even if I'm just uh, looking around to see what's out there in reading job descriptions of what type of management and leadership styles that they have, as well as do they believe in the groupthink process? Is there transparency involved? Can the employee or myself be able to um, know what the, the long-term thought process is within that organization, but with that transparency, as well as getting that group buy-in? Because when we had our original team together with that group buy-in, we had a very strong team as a whole. When we would work on projects together, different departmental projects, we were much more collaborative than any other time I'd been in a group type of setting in my professional career because of the way that we were allowed to think. We didn't have to worry about any consequences in the right word, but types of consequences. If we made a decision that necessarily the stakeholder didn't agree with, she sometimes would come in and back us on why that decision for this type of situation is effective and is really the best way to go. That was another aspect of her management style that I had never really been accustomed to in quite a while, 
was that she would back us and that she wouldn't just come in and say, well, I don't understand why they did that. We need to do it this way type of thing. The one word that you said earlier just really captures it, and that's collaborate. That's one of the core principles of leadership is collaborating with others. It's not just to get buy-in, but there's a leadership belief that ideas and influence can come from any direction. You never know what people have in them that can make a contribution. And the way that this manager and the way you've adapted to it sounds like you enable your employees to make those contributions and give them the opportunity to make a real difference. If you put barriers upon people or in that type of situation, it really screws up creativity. Yeah. As an instructional designer in my current position, the creativity is the stuff that keeps it fun and keeps me motivated to do straight up instructional design. If I had to do the same exact thing every time, or if they had to do the same exact thing every time, you're going to just, it's straightforward. We just have a template. We just fill in the blanks and there you go. You're not going to get the interaction that you want in an instructor-led or the different types of things you can do in computer-based training. You're just going to get straightforward kind of blah. Yeah, you can't innovate if you're told what to do. Exactly. Part three, make a safe environment. If you want a high-performing team, you need to make the environment safe for employees. And that means getting some foundational stuff done. Unfortunately, a lot of the foundational things that we should be doing, managers just don't do. Matt advises us on how we can set up this type of environment and explains what works for him. Here's Matt. When you're the leader of a team, the number one thing you have to do is you need to obviously know how to be a leader and know how to and understand what you're doing. But the number one thing is listening. And I took this from you, Gary. I always, when I am the leader of a team, I always try to have a one-on-one closed door meeting with my team individually, one-on-one. Maybe I'll do that bi-weekly and then on the opposite weeks, I'll do a team meeting. It's really to listen to what the teammates have to say, the individual contributor on the team has to say, to find out any issues that they may be having, but also to do that type of setting in an environment where they feel comfortable. And then also when you get the team involved, having that as an open forum to be able to discuss whatever needs to be discussed getting them to share more openly as well and not feel that if they say something, they're going to get in trouble, if you will. You're giving them essentially permission to just speak their mind and share what's going on. Then you, for lack of a better word, reward that or encourage that by showing that there's no negative consequences for doing that. Yeah. And, you know, and the other thing is, is especially when I do that list, I bring up the listening standpoint is just letting them be able to vent. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even about work. It's just venting. Being able to do that in a type of environment where, again, there's no consequences. And if they're venting about something, sometimes that'll lead back to what's going on with work or if they're having any issues in their design or whatever they're developing. And then being able to assist them in any way that I can from that information. Back to the word camaraderie, that brings back a lot of camaraderie within the team because you have that sense that my voice is being heard, I have a say in this, and we can really get our projects done at a high quality when in that type of environment. My thanks to Matt Sutsky. If you'd like to learn more about Matt, go to the show notes. And if you have a question or comment, go to unlabelleadership.com. Click the message icon and leave a voicemail message up to one minute. I'd like to thank those who contribute to the show. Your contribution helps with the production expenses. 
Mainly listeners, I'd like to thank you for just doing that, listening. Until next time, lead on!